1: That's eight hundred seven six zero eighteen forty five.
2: Now on the tee. Is it time? Let's do this.
1: Hey there and welcome to a PGA
2: Championship edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor sitting alongside Bob Casper, son of legendary golfer Billy Casper. And boy, what a weekend we have shaping up at the PGA Ocean Course at Kiowa Island. And this is unbelievable. Phil Mickelson, just a month shy of turning 51 years old, finds himself tied for the lead at the halfway point of a major championship. We're going to get into all of that coming up here in, as, as we're just beginning. Jeff Babineau is going to join us. He's on site. We'll check in with the caddy and get his thoughts. And then we're going to do a little feature with Dave Stockton, who was captain of the Ryder Cup team in 1991 when they played that Ryder Cup known as the War on the Shore. And this golf course built by Pete Dye specifically for that event and just completed in time has stood the test of time and now hosting the PGA Championship for the second time since 2012. Will Phil Mickelson be able to hold up against Father Time as he looks to add to his major championship resume and become the oldest player ever to win a major championship. Bob, this is something that I absolutely did not expect. It was just a a week ago that we talked about Phil Mickelson accepting a special exemption into the U.S. Open in his backyard at Torrey Pines, and he says, look, you can't win if you don't play, and he's taken that attitude with him this week, and he just might win.
3: Well, you know, it's a a golf uh, tournament that he's had success in, uh, the PGA Championship, um, and here he is, um, seeming like he's enjoying the whole experience, that he's not getting down because of the wind, he's not getting down because of the, the golf course being difficult, 7,800 yards. Um, and he's just out there playing playing some really good golf. The interesting thing was, is he was, what, two over par after? I think he was three over three after over six. Three over par? Yeah. Three on, over on after Thursday. six yeah. on Thursday. He was two over par in his second round through 9 holes on Friday and turned around and shot 31 on the back 9. How good was that? And and comes back and shoots 3 under par after shooting 2 under par in the first round and and here we are having him at the top of the leaderboard not only is he one of the topics but you got to talk about brooks kepka hideki matsuyama coming back from the masters and here he is right back in the mix again there's a lot of good players right up there at the top right now
2: yeah we'll set up the show we'll come back and hit it all next right here on a pga championship edition of real golf radio
4: for over two decades first tee has created experiences that build character we believe every kid deserves to feel supported safe to try something new and to be prepared for what comes next. We develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Come join us at First Tee.
5: Visit firsttee.org. To get your highest performing tour ball, you need to build it with the highest quality. To get the highest quality, you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints. And to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core, you need unique 3D x-ray. That's why one tour ball is more centered than another. And
6: it might not
5: be who you'd think. Chrome Soft. This ball really does change everything.
6: There are currently 2 million American spouses and children whose family member was killed or disabled in defense of our country, which is why I founded The Folds of Honor, providing educational scholarships to the families of 1% of the Americans who protect our freedom. Thank you for supporting The Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting The Folds of Honor. Please join our squadron today. Your $13 a month speaks volumes and changes lives
7: forever. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today.
2: Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf championship golf course. It's literally an out Door paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com. Blackdesertresort.com. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available now. Black Desert Resort at Entrada. Unlike anything you've experienced before.
1: Now, back to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. On Real Golf Radio. Real Golf Radio.
2: Welcome back to the show. A segment brought to you by Odyssey, the number one putter, again this week at the PGA Championship. And quite a role that Odyssey is on, dominating the majors for, what is it now, 5, 10 years, 15 years? I can't remember how many they put on there. But uh, really great stuff there by Odyssey. Of course, Phil Mickelson uh, putting with an Odyssey putter and tied for the lead. It is the huge story of the week so far at the PGA Championship at Kiwa Island. Check Out odysseygolf.com, the number one putter in golf. Bob, uh, we kind of touched on it there. Let's, let's go through it uh, real quickly. Phil Mickelson uh, and his opening 36 holes. I guess maybe even before we hit his opening 36 holes, where he went 70 69 and is five under par tied for the lead with Louis Oosthuizen. When we came into this thing, we talked about what are some of the storylines. Yeah. I quickly, quickly dismissed Phil. I, I mean, he's, we didn't
3: even talk about him, really.
2: He's talked about how he loses focus. He I mean, the right. guy has not had a a a, a finish, you know, a top 50 finish in a major championship since the open in 2016. Right. You know, except for the two masters. Right. I, sorry, I want to throw that in there. I mean, at Augusta, he's he's younger. He's better. He he's knows the golf person. course. He's yeah. a three time winner. Yep. Yeah. Everywhere else he hasn't had a top fifty in over three years, so when i when I say that it's just it it seems completely unlikely, and yet here he is and I thought uh Justin Leonard made a good comparison when he threw out the the idea of what we saw with tom brady yeah. i mean we've we've talked about comeback stories in the game of golf this year, but this right. is one that i didn't expect to see
3: <laughs> it's uh you know it's another crazy year, and we look at uh what what guys are doing we're looking at at uh guys that haven't won in 4 years that that won a golf tournament you know mm-hmm. whether that's um that whether that's Jordan Speed, Spieth or Jordan Spieth or Matsuyama you know uh, the Lydia girls Coe. Lydia Ko um those players are all it's almost like they've got they they've found new enthusiasm and stuff well Phil Mickelson said that early on in the year that he needed to that he needed to play more golf the beginning of the year and kind of see where he was at before he decided what his his schedule was going to be like on the PGA Tour Champions, and it didn't look good um, because he wasn't he wasn't playing well, wasn't contending, missing cuts, all, all of the things that that go along with that. Now here he is he's starting to he's starting to play and get some better rounds under his belt, but here he is in the PGA Championship in a major championship and. He is leading the golf tournament, going to the weekend.
2: You know, I love that you brought those comments, and I used to have them right here on my little hot key that I could throw that in mm-hmm. there. But Phil Mickelson said it was critical for him to get off to a good start. Exactly. This is back at the American Express in Palm Springs back in January. And he said that would be a determining factor, as you said, to to decide how he was going to proceed. Well, based on that litmus test, you would expect to see Phil playing mostly on the Champions Tour. And he went out and won a cup. Did he win twice on the Champions Tour? He did. Right? He, he
3: won his first two starts. There you
2: go. So uh, from that standpoint, you thought, okay, there's, there's Phil and he, he's having fun and he likes to win. And and that's where he can win. And then he'd dabble back on the PGA Tour. He'd miss the cup. And, or he'd play, you know, he'd have one good round where he'd shoot solid and then he would disappear. So for him to put two solid rounds together um, is is phenomenal. In fact, I went through and of course I didn't I didn't actually write it down. But right. looking at his, he hasn't opened with two rounds under par in over five years at yeah. a major championship. Yeah, and so I, I, I let let me just throw this at you. We know that he was trying to make a decision as to which way he wanted to go. He won easily on the Champions Tour. Mm-hmm. He gets the special exemption to the U.S. Open right. and says, "Hey, you can't win if you don't play." Right. And and he's going to be in. And we said, "Look, I have no problems. Bring on Phil. He's now looking that he's going to earn his spot by being potentially the winner of the PGA Championship." Now they don't hand trophies out on Saturday morning. It, it has to go all you know. Look, there's two big rounds of tough rounds of golf to play, and and a lot of good players nipping at his heels. Um, but is it possible <laughs> that Phil Mickelson? can do something on what is dubbed and we talked about the hardest golf course on the PGA tour, <laughs> you know, in where you have to hit it accurately. And by the way, he said he hit 11, 11 or 14 fairways in the second round. Right? Uh, is, can he hold this up? Can he somehow continue for 36 more holes and become the oldest
3: player to win a major championship? Well, there's a possibility and everything's under the realm of possibilities right now. Um, you know, fifty what he's gonna be fifty one in june next month next month yeah. next month during the u s open he's gonna be fifty one um he's you know he's the he's the only other the only other player to kind of hold a, a lead after the second third or fourth round in a major championship with sam steed in nineteen sixty six and uh a
2: long time ago that was a
3: long time ago and he ended up losing to al guyberger um he shoots thirty one Um, he, he looks like he's got a youth, a lot of youth in his step right now. Um, even in his interviews, he mentioned the word fun like four or five times. And, um, it looks like he's having fun. He's enjoying what he's doing. he's got a kind of an interesting setup in his golf bag with a driver that's seven degrees and then a, and then a two wood that is 12 degrees. Um, looking like he wants to get the ball in the fairway. And so it's you know, he's playing the golf course a different way. He's playing the golf course very intelligent. He's 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 using his maturity and his um
2: You gonna say experience?
3: Experience, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Then um it's it's just it's it's totally Florida's <laughs> <laughs> well, to see him at the top of the leaderboard. I,
2: I'm glad you brought up his comments. He called it a, quote, fun challenge. Yeah. Uh, it's fair because of the softness of the greens. He says, quote, I can't have any more fun that knowing that I'm playing well. Yeah. Uh Going into the weekend, that I'm in contention. Those were the quotes he said. And I always go back to 2006 at Wingfoot. It was my first opportunity to cover um, a major championship right. at Wingfoot. And it was, you know, Wingfoot is known as, you know, the toughest test in Mm the U.S., especially U.S. Open setup. And we listened to the players talk about how tough the golf course is. And then you heard a few players that spoke positively about it. Mm -hmm. And they had a good attitude about it. And they didn't just mention how tough it was and got themselves down and all of that. And wouldn't you know it? The guys that had the positive attitude about the difficulty of the test we're also the ones that were playing the best. Yes. And so to hear Phil Mickelson talk about how he's, quote, a fun challenge, it's fair, Uh, can't have any more fun, Um, I know I'm playing well, it it, it leads you to think that, well, just maybe he's in that frame of mind. The other thing I'd throw at you, Bob, is he's kind of got a free pass. He does. Like, so what if he doesn't win? So what if he shoots a million on the weekend and goes away? Phil Mickelson's legacy is cemented. Does he have the opportunity to add to history with, with a few more monikers like oldest to win a major? Sure. And I think that means something
3: to him. It's motivating sure. to him.
2: But he has really nothing to lose. So why not go out
3: there and freewheel it? Yeah. Go out there and go out there and have fun. Make some birdies like you like you have been. And uh and you know, get yourself in a good frame and situation for playing the US Open.
2: Yeah, don't don't even start going to the US Open. Can you imagine? I mean, he hasn't exactly played great at the US Open in no, 2008 he hasn't. either. That was no. That was a that was a Was that the no driver strategy
3: or yes, the two driver strategy? I, I I think it was I think it was the that no driver. That was the driver. no
2: driver. The Masters was the two driver, yeah, right? Yeah.
3: Big old stinking long golf course and he's hit no yeah, that, no driver. That's he's got a, a 3 wood. That's a that's an example of overthinking <laughs> it right there. Hey, you want
2: to talk about look, he's hit 11 of 14 fairways. We talked about how big this golf course is. Yep. You, you can't get away with missing it too far it's just so penal Phil Mickelson for the year on the PGA Tour is 199th in driving accuracy he barely gets over 50 percent barely so for him to hit 11 of 14 fairways huge and then 31 on the back yep I I don't even know who this guy is anymore you know I, I mean let's just go across the board he's 193rd in strokes gained off the tee he's one hundred thirty-first in strokes gained approach the green. He's one hundred fifty-eighth around the green. That he he's the he's the short game wizard, and he's, yep. and, he's and he's getting beat by you know one hundred fifty-seven other players. One hundred twenty-second in strokes gained putting. One hundred seventy-six uh, tee to green, and he's one hundred seventy-fifth total in strokes gained. So is it smoke and mirrors, or is he just found one of those? Sort of old-time Phil Mickelson grooves this week.
3: Well, and I think that's exactly what it is. Guys can go out and play on the PGA Tour event and miss the cut and come back and find lightning in a bottle and win a tournament the next week. Maybe this is the week for Phil Mickelson. Could
2: it be a major comeback there for Phil Mickelson? We'll talk about it next as we continue here on our PGA Championship Edition of Real Golf Radio. Jeff Babino joins us. Caddy Cut still to come and Dave Stockton all ahead right here on Real Golf Radio. Hotel Park City, along with the Spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home, well... Take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Roos Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435-940-5077. That's 435-940-5077 for reservations today. Before you buy it, beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some Guns & Ammo, open seven days a week.
3: You might know Mountainland Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountainland Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools? They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you.
2: This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at hoopsvision.com
1: now back to real golf radio talking golf back when 300 yard drives were big Ooh. for real here's brian and bob
2: All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you here on Real Golf Radio. And, boy, this has been fun. Great start to the show. And we'll get a little more uh, uh, color and insight from our good friend Jeff Babineau, who is on scene at Kiwa Island, the ocean course. And he is writing this week. He's been head down. And we appreciate him breaking away to chat with us uh, at this time. Babs, how are you, man? I'm doing great. Thanks, guys. I know Good you're you. I know you're kinda of burning it at both ends, so uh we appreciate it. But uh you know the players also finding themselves a little exhausted out there. It's it's a tough except for this guy, Phil Mickelson. I mean you're hearing this stuff, listen. I'm having a lot of fun and to I mean it's just the guy is fifty almost fifty one years old and he's I'm having a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, he's 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 loving it out there. Yeah, it's funny to
9: hear guys talk about they look just beat up, you know. It's one of those places that Mentally, you know, with the wind and all the stuff you're trying to figure out and just the danger that's out here, uh, you don't hear a lot of guys saying they having a lot of fun. Although, it's funny, you guys come off and even the guys shooting big numbers, you don't hear anybody complaining about it. I mean, it's a, it's a tough test, but it's a fair test. You get what you kind of deserve out here. And, um, and Phil, through 36 holes, he's, he's been awfully good.
3: So what other things have you noticed uh, this week that uh, about this course, about the championship, about the players? Um, are you shocked by anybody that's up there at the top um, besides Phil? Those types of things.
9: Yeah, I don't know if I'd be shocked at anyone up there. Um, you know, Louie quietly has been playing really well. You know, it's a major. You expect Kepka to be there. Maybe, maybe a little surprised by Matsuyama. I mean, not not from – the quality of his game, but the fact that he went back to Japan, had to quarantine, didn't play for a few weeks. He only, you know, played last week and got some reps in in Texas. So maybe him a little bit, um, but, you know, it's ball strikers, right? I mean, you got to, yeah, you got to really, you got to be a ball striker. you got to have scrambling. I think this place really tests every part of your game. Uh, the greens aren't crazy with movement, uh, but then you factor in you know, putting with 20-mile-an-hour gusts. So I just love the way that it's a complete test, and and I think that, you know, you see some quality guys, you see a lot of experience on the board, really.
2: Jeff Babineau joining us from Keough Island, the PGA Championship. So you said you're not a, a surprised. I mean, it's a major championship, so you expect Brooks Kepka, and yet I, I guess I didn't expect anything because he's been hurt, He said or injured, really. He said, I guess he's upgraded himself from injured to hurt.
9: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He said the other day, what, he's supposed to be six months away from being 100%, but he just gears up so much for these majors, you know. It, uh, it hurts him to walk downhill. It's not it's not a um, too bad a walking course, you know, as far as that goes. So it, it is an Augusta, you know, the test that it was just yeah. physically to, to get around the place. And made a couple of eagles today, two eagles and a five-hole stretch that's going to make some move out here. I mean, it's, it's one of those places when you make a couple bogeys, you got to start thinking hard where you're going to get them back. You know, you can get the par fives a little bit, but, uh, you know, into the wind that they've been playing in all week into this east wind, it's just, man, you, you hit a stretch of holes and you're going into the teeth of that wind and you're basically just trying to hang on.
3: You know, and that, uh, like you know, like you said, that east wind, it, when you turn around and you start your way back to, The clubhouse, that east wind, the 16th, 17th, and 18th holes become extremely, extremely difficult. We saw John Rahm go double bogey-bogey to finish, and I'm sure there's lots of other guys that have done the same type of thing.
9: Yeah, I mean, Brandon Grace was 6-under. He finished uh, double and then bogey. And, and, uh, you know, these guys that – there are a lot of guys today shot 72 who were quite pleased with it. You know, how many many places do you see that are – a par 72 guys walk off at even par and they're they're really happy with the effort so yeah you can extend that tough finish i mean it starts at 14 so you go 14 15 16 17 18 uh, the you know the pga does a nice job Terry Haig setting it up you know Poulter was saying he took about you know maybe 200 yards out of those holes so that they could manage them into the wind um yeah, guys were stacking up. They had three groups stacked up on the 17th hole. You got to wait around 15 minutes and then try to rip a three iron that you basically have to hit perfectly to get on the green. So uh, it's just kind of a, it is a real rugged test. Um, so, guys, it, it's going to be a fun finish on, on Sunday for sure because so much can happen over those last few holes. And we're finally going to get a shift in the wind expected this weekend it's going to play totally opposite of what we've been watching
2: so with that said do you is that going to change it in the sense that it'll allow for somebody to make a run i mean you know it's you you go back to all the way to tony fino and by the way great questions with tony early in his press conference listening to you you know on the media center uh remote media center but you know i mean tony's plus two you know, so he's only seven shots back. That's not a lot, and yet you just mentioned where are you right. going to make him up. With the wind shift, does that allow for, you know, m- maybe some some moves down the stretch as opposed to just hanging on and not, as Poulter said, try to spill too much down the stretch?
9: Yeah, right. I think that could yeah it could change a little where you're not, you know, you're not hoping to play the last five one over as a, as a victory type thing. You might, you know, 16 is – don't talk a whole lot about that as a par five. I mean – Yesterday into the wind, Gary Woodland hit driver three wood and had 100 yards left of the green. Uh, that's not happening a lot in the wow. par five. Uh, these guys are all, they're hitting three irons, four irons down that stretch, so many long irons. You know, guys, that you're not used to hitting long irons unless they're hitting them in the par five. So, that, that'll change some, but they'll also, you know, at 17, might be downwind, and you use a back tee, and it brings in a, you know a whole different set of challenges. So, uh, yeah, that closing stretch is really good. It, it's you're not going to be able to fake your way around that on Sunday for sure, and and uh, I think that's going to make for a real exciting finish.
3: So if if the, if the the wind is the defense of this golf course, right? And if the wind were to lay down, yeah. what do you think these guys would be shooting on it?
9: Well, I mean, it's hard to say. You know, somebody asked Shane Lowry what his round today. What you, would change you, Maybe one under and. What his round really would translate to at a regular tour course. And he's like, you know, 66, 67, maybe. You know, he kind of scrambled well. Um, but, but the thing is, you know, I mean, you're on the Atlantic Ocean. I mean, the wind isn't yeah. going to lay down, really. It kind it of it laid down a little bit this afternoon. And I think the guys in the afternoon caught a bit of a break uh, where it wasn't just totally brutal. Um, but yeah, it's not going to lay down a whole lot. So. And there's plenty of length. It's the longest test in in major championship history. So, uh, you know, even if the wind did lay down, it's not going to be like an old course at St. Andrews where you're afraid some guy might go out and shoot 58.
2: Jeff Babineau joining us here from uh, Keough Island and the PGA championship. So I got to go back to, to Phil. We got to, I just got to get your take on this. I mean, you've watched Phil his entire career. You've seen a lot of major championship golf. Uh, Julius Burroughs, I mean, was 48. Phil's a month from being Mm -hmm. 51 and here he is looking to write history. I mean, is this really
9: possible this weekend? It's possible. You know, he's talked lately about having focus issues, you know, so, he's been going to go out and play like he'll play at home. He'll play 36, 45 holes in a day, making sure he's focused on every shot on every hole, you know, trying to work on that. Um, but it's going to be a big test for him. You know, he played well a few weeks ago at Wells Fargo, then fell back. I mean, he's going to be in the last group tomorrow. He's going to be, uh, you know, wind's going to be howling. It's going to be a big stage. And it's not that he shies from the stage, but, it's just going to be a lot on him. I mean, it, you know, can he can he continue it? So uh, he does have a brilliant short game. I mean, I think people kind of pigeonhole this course and think it's all about length, but it, it's not really. It's about you're going to miss a lot of greens. So are you getting up and down out there? Uh, Phil hit eleven fairways today. He's got mm. a two wood in the bag. Got this little thirteen degree. It's almost like a strong three wood, similar to a club he used when he won a near field at yeah. at the Open Championship in thirteen. And he has a lot of comfort with it, right? It's got a little smaller head. He feels comfortable getting that in the fairway. It's probably 20 yards short of his driver. So I think through two days, everything's been working really, really well. And and we'll see if Phil, you know, faces any adversity and how he handles it when it does come.
3: Uh, Cut came at plus five. And three of the top four players in the in the official world golf rankings missed the cut: DJ, Justin Thomas, and and Xander Shoffley. That's pretty amazing, especially in a major championship with the best players.
9: Yeah, it really is. I mean, I I really thought I, DJ is kind of he's been uh, a little off for a couple months now, and it's it's kind of mysterious. I don't know what what really is missing there. Playing in his home state. Um, so it was a big week for him. He didn't play well at all. You know, Justin Thomas really surprised me. And Xander does, too. Xander's so consistent. Uh, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of him, but but I'm, that's a name. I'm shocked to see him miss the cut. You know, Justin tried to make a late run to get inside the cut line, but, but he really struggled with his putting. So, um, yeah, it, t- it took some big names. You know, you got two club pros made the cut, which yep. is really good for the PG of America. Uh, that, that's great too. A couple of those guys playing on the weekend. One, uh, Brad Merrick, uh, is the leading professional here. He's tied for 32nd. Mm. Uh really impressive. Made five birdies today. So, uh, you know, it's a major. Not everyone is on. It's demanding. If you're a little off, it's going to show. And, uh, I, and I think we see a lot of guys playing some really good golf that are near the top of this board.
2: Jeff Babineau joining us here. I guess as we wrap it up, uh, you know, one of the guys we haven't talked a lot about is Bryson DeChambeau. He's the reigning U.S. Open champ, and he's tied for 12th at one under. Just four shots back. I didn't necessarily think this would favor him. I mean, he hits those moon balls and kind of thought maybe he'd have to control it a little bit better and keep, a, keep it down, uh, you know, under the wind. But, you know, so far he's found a way to, to scrape it around. And, again, four backs, nothing.
9: No, he, he made a bad bogey at eighteen, um, but yeah, he, he's right in there. Certainly has you know so much power. I, th- I think he is kind of dialing it back a little bit. You need you to here. I mean your your follow balls here can be you know sixes and sevens in a hurry. So, um, but but I like the way he's fighting. You know, he's um, he's right in there, and and you know mentally he's tough. He's a competitor. He's up for the challenge, and um, you know he's he He's doing the best he can he's just trying to you know figure some things out and and hang in there and that this this week is going to be all about hanging in there you know it's it's uh, basically you know you momentum could be a run of five or six pars mm. I mean, it's that difficult so you know i he yeah you know, he won a u s open certainly on in def- difficult situations his short game is really sharp at wing foot and you would need to have a weekend like that to get in hunt here.
2: Uh, finally, Babs, uh, we appreciate you spending some time. I mean, a lot was made about the use of rangefinders uh, this week at the PGA Championship. Uh, any any word, one way or another, on those on on how that experiment's going?
9: You know, until so you just mentioned it, you almost forget that they're out there. It's just yeah. some guys were only going to use them if they get out of position. Uh, some guys use them maybe to confirm numbers, I, but I don't think it's really. I don't know that it's really slowed down play. Uh, it's kind of a, I just thought the whole situation was weird. It's not like players and caddies were screaming to use them. So I thought it was odd that they got added into the mix, but I really don't think they've had a whole lot of effect um, outside of the guy who, you know, like a Shane Lowry or someone who drives it out onto the beach and all of a sudden <laughs> you got to get some numbers that you weren't prepared to, to right. get. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's, it's kind of been a non-story, honestly.
2: Yeah. And do you have a pick? Anyone, any yeah. feeling about
9: anybody? Well, I mean, I, you know, any major, it's tough to go against Kepka because he just got you – know, I was talking to Pete Cowan about him. he just got a little something extra, but he kind of got a, a nice little feeling on Louie. Uh, I think Louie's putting better. That kind of held him back. I mean, he, he worked on some stuff last week with his teacher, Justin Parsons, and he's driving it really well. You know that's a pretty nice combo, and he's hitting his long irons really well. So he feels like he has his swing in order. He drives it so nice, got such a great swing. Uh, He's been in the hunt in an awful lot of majors to only have one. So. Let's keep an eye on Shrek this weekend. I
2: like it. Hey, Jeff, thanks so much, man. We appreciate it. Uh, I know you're working hard out there, so always appreciate the time. And uh, enjoy the weekend. We'll look for your stuff, and uh, we'll see how this plays out. Maybe, I mean, it's always going to be history. Anyone who wins, it's going to be history. But might it be the oldest major winner ever? I guess we'll find out.
9: Well, if that happens, we won't have trouble writing about it.
2: <laughs> that's right. No doubt. Or, or getting eyeballs to read it, that's for sure. <laughs> have a good one, bud. We'll talk to you
9: soon. Okay. guys. Thanks.
2: There you go. See Jeff you Babineau joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. I appreciate that guy. I love visiting with him. We'll take a short break. More of the show continues next.
5: Building a driver to deliver more speed isn't new. The way we're doing it is Pushing artificial intelligence to go even further. The new Jailbreak AI Speed Frame is designed to promote faster ball speeds across the face. It's a structural shift in design, delivering performance in a way you've never seen. We're not just building drivers, we're framing the future of speed. Only in the new Epic Drivers from Callaway.
2: unlike anything you've experienced before.
4: For over two decades, First Tee has created experiences that build character. We believe every kid deserves to feel supported, safe to try something new, and to be prepared for what comes next. We develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game.
6: Come join us at First T. Visit firsttee.org. I started Folds of Honor above my garage 13 years ago because 90% of spouses and children of killed or disabled U.S. service members receive no federal education assistance. Our mission has never wavered. We honor their sacrifices by educating their legacy. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to you, I will be a construction engineer. An elementary school teacher.
4: Thank you for helping me fulfill my dream of going to med
6: school. We're able to award these scholarships because patriots like you refuse to turn your back on the cost of freedom. Join the Folds of Honor squadron today. Your $13 a month will help ensure we never turn military families away. This is your call to duty.
4: Thank you. Thank
6: you.
0: Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to people like you, I know my dad is not forgotten.
7: Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today.
1: You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob.
2: Hi, right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you on Real Golf Radio, PGA Championship Edition. Thanks to Jeff Babineau for joining us. We'd hope to catch up with the caddy, but looks like uh, he's otherwise engaged. By the way, this segment brought to you by Callaway Golf and Team Callaway. This is epic Phil Mickelson at the top of the leaderboard, and he is... I'm having a lot of fun. ...with his epic speed driver. Check it out at callawaygolf.com. I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, Phil is having a ton of fun with that epic speed driver. Bob, we had fun with our epic speed drivers this weekend.
3: Yeah, you know, we got to play a couple of good courses. We got to play Torrey Pines South, um, which was a huge eye-opener just to see the way the golf course is set up. um, And, you know, the greens and everything is getting ready. Um, You know, our shoes are kind of blue around the the souls because of all the fertilizer on the golf course, that kind of thing. So this golf course is going to really grow in, really knit in nicely, and it's going to be a tough test with the USJ. Then we also got to play San Diego Country Club, my home club when I was growing up, and, and my dad's uh, home club, and uh, it was really fun to play there on Friday, or excuse me, on uh, yeah, on Friday. So um, it uh, it's been a good week so far.
2: Yeah, it's been fun. You know, I love going to San Diego Country Club. It's really a living shrine slash museum Uh to the great Billy Casper, as it should be, right? And Mickey Wright Lounge there as well. I mean, it is, San Diego Country Club is pure golf. Yep. It is a fantastic golf. It is it's awesome. It's just such a treat to be able to go there. And again, awesome that your dad was affiliated with it. No wonder he was such a good putter. If he figured out how to putt on those slick surfaces, uh, Torrey Pines South is a beast. I don't think there's going to be a lot of people at Torrey Pines at the halfway point uh, speaking like Phil Mickelson. I'm having a lot of fun, and yeah, and uh, no, I, I don't think so. Like I think <laughs> that even as hard as as uh, the Ocean Course is playing this week. Tory Pines is not going to be that much fun. Um, one of the guys not having a lot of fun was Ian Poulter standing on 17 with a weight having to face what that was in store.
10: Standing on 17th tee was not the best weight, to be honest. It's, uh, it's not an easy, easy hole as it is, but when you chuck a 15-minute weight in there uh, and you're staring three iron or some form of a hybrid to, to that green, it's, uh, it's very difficult. So to get in the house... Without spilling too much uh, over those last five was uh, was okay.
2: Seventy four seventy for Ian Poulter. He's one of uh, several players tied at even par, just five shots back. So even though he's tied uh, what nineteenth, mm-hmm. uh, he's he's still only five shots back with thirty six holes to play. That's a great position to be in. Um, Holtz uh, described the the challenge. It was a long round, that second yeah. round, and a lot of guys ended up staring a, a tough shot with a long wait, and and that that can be frustrating. But you just talk about those closing stretch of holes. Jeff Babino just mentioned that the wind is going to shift a little bit, so that might that'll change some things. Doesn't necessarily make it easier. Might make it shorter, but it presents a different, unique challenge.
3: Yeah, we talked about fourteen. Um, Babs talked about fourteen through through eighteen. But I'll tell you what, that 17th hole is crazy. It's 223 yards. At least that's what it says on the scorecard. Um, but going back into the wind, that thing's going to be playing 235 to 245. Um, guys are hitting threes and two irons and trying to uh, to get it on that surface. Uh, it, it's a water carry all the way, and uh, you really need to make sure that you're either left or or that you've hit an adequate amount of club to get it get it onto the putting surface. But, you know, in round 1 it was the toughest hole at 3.503 and in round 2 it was still the toughest hole at 3.682 and as mm. Ian Poulter talked about and some of the guys have talked about um when they get to the 17th hole there's two to three groups waiting and uh and you got to sit there kind of get, you know, can't keep your momentum going you kind of get a little uh stoved up a little bit um and you have to get loose again before you hit a shot and try to get try to not as he said leak too much coming in
2: yeah and there's a lot of places <laughs> that'll just really get you if you're if you're offline just a little bit as we watch players coming down the stretch and justin thomas one that needed you know uh to to try to get an at least a birdie and uh, wasn't able to do so so right. it's 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 tough i mean it's really tough out there and uh for a lot of players i, I mentioned justin thomas bob he was one that uh, among the the favorites and Mm -hmm. and top-ranked players in the world, including number one in the world, that are not playing the weekend here.
3: Yeah, Dustin Johnson uh, missed the cut in his own um, state there in South Carolina, which is a very unfortunate thing. Cut came at plus five. Uh, Justin Thomas uh, missed it by a shot, and then also um, Xander Shoffley missed it as well. So three of the top four in the world golf rankings, missed the cut. That that was shocking to me. This is this is a stout golf course, seventy eight hundred yards, and uh, best players in the world. And the wind is really kind of giving them the the G Willies as they turn that and come back towards the home.
2: Yeah, I mean it's there's there's no two ways about it. Let's talk about some of those you know, near the top of the leaderboard. Uh, one of them is of course uh, Phil Mickelson. Yep, um, Brooks Kepka all right, well, Louis Oosthuizen, let's start with Louie. He is tied with Phil Mickelson at five under par.
10: I drove it really well, and um, and I, I felt like, um, you know, I just, I think I struck it really well. Irons was, was on song, and I'd never try to force a number out of a club. I would always go with a the more club and swing it easier to, to control the ball flight, and um you know, I know I'm rolling it nicely on the greens. I just need to give myself opportunities. But it was tough today to, to try and do that. But um, somehow I just kept it all together.
2: Now Louis Ustazen with that 68 in the second round, and that's uh, good for a tie for first. He talked about how he was rolling it well. Bob, I mean, that's, he's been rolling it
3: well all year, huh? Yeah, he has. Um, I think he leads the tour right now in strokes gained. The other thing I liked about what he talked about uh, and the maturity to play this golf course, <laughs> excuse me, is that he's taking the longer club into these holes mm. he's not he's not going with the hard club he's taking a, a little bit more club and being able to uh take the spin off of it so that the wind doesn't affect it as much
2: if it's swing, if it's easy, or excuse me, if it's breezy, swing easy. That's the little adage, and you know that that's even the best players in the world adhere to that. Brooks Kepka he's two times a PGA champion. He's won back at minus four. Here's what he had to say after his second round. I drive it really. Oops, sorry. Let's try this one.
11: I thought I struck it great. I drove it a lot better, but it's tough to putt in this win, man. Uh, you get sometimes you're playing the win, and sometimes you don't, and it just kind of. And win might take a little bit, and but you're also not trying to firm it either, and have another three footer coming back. So, I understand everybody else is probably going to miss a few short ones, or you know, with this win. But um, you know, ball struck my way around this golf course. I always love the enthusiasm from Brooks,
2: uh, you know, and he's whether he's playing well or not. I mean, it's kind of what you get. Maybe the uh, mundane answers uh, are a little longer uh, than if he's not playing well. They're just a little shorter. But uh, nevertheless, uh, to me, a surprise in my book, I, I thought he was too injured to compete on this big of a golf course. But obviously not. 69-71, 400 par, solo third, just a shot back with 36 to play. Look, this guy's no stranger to this position. Same spot he was at Bellarive when he... Spoiled Tiger's party uh, with his comeback, trying to get that 15th major at the time. And uh, he was hoisting the Wanamaker, went back to back. And might he be the guy to spoil Phil's party this week as he is in his bid to become the oldest major championship winner in golf?
3: Yeah, well, he was a guy that we didn't think or really didn't put on the radar screen as far as being able to play well enough to win the Wanamaker Trophy this week at the PGA Championship. Yet he gets here flying under the radar, which gives him a lot of uh, uh, momentum, gives him a lot of uh, um, makes him wa- makes him want to play better and uh, makes him want to win again. And and he gets himself into position where he does that. Um, and the other thing he does is, you know, we we sat and listened to him at major championships before, where he says, you know, I I I feel like you know, half of the field's not going to beat me. And the other half of the field is going to get in contention and they're going to have an opportunity to win the golf tournament. But he said that the pressure is too much that they shy away from it. And I've proven to myself that I can take on that pressure and I can win. And I I just have to put myself into position. Well, he has after 36 holes.
2: Yeah, but is he going to contend with this? I'm having a lot of fun. (laughs) And to
6: play well... To know I'm playing well heading into the weekend, to have, to be in contention, have a good opportunity. I'm having a blast. I'm excited to, for the weekend. So this has been, this has been a lot of fun.
2: Uh, so, look, I mean, one guy's yeah. having fun. One guy's just, uh, you know, kind of doing, going about business. And we'll see how it all shakes out at the end of this PGA Championship. Uh, we'll come back here in just uh, after a short break. And uh, yeah, I want to talk about rangefinders. Mentioned it with Babs. Says it's kind of a non-story. Let's get your take on yeah. why they might do this and why the guys aren't really using them. We'll talk about it next. PGA Championship Edition of Real Golf Radio. <laughs> Before you buy it, beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some Guns & Ammo, open seven days a week.
3: 2020 has been a lesson in the unexpected, but the real estate market has adapted to the new normal. I'm Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio and the Casby Real Estate Group. With trends we've seen and the COVID vaccine, it helps us to make predictions for 2021. So here's what you can expect. Interest rates will continue to be low. Home values and prices will continue to rise for now. And there's going to be more new construction. No one can predict the future. Future, but we have the experience to develop a unique plan just for you so let's talk send an email to bob at casby com. that's bob at k-a-s-b-y realestate.com
2: temperatures are rising and you know what that means it's time to turn your water on your sprinklers Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at hoops vision.com
1: you're listening to real golf radio now back to brian and vaughn Welcome back, Real Golf Radio,
2: Brian and Bob with you here. Thanks for joining us, PGA Championship Edition. It's brought to you in part by Odyssey, the number one putter in golf, the number one putter this week at the PGA Championship, number one at every major championship. Check out odysseygolf.com. And uh, appreciate Jeff Babineau for stopping by. Still to come on the back nine, hour number two, two two-time PGA champion, 1991 Ryder Cup captain, right here at the Ocean Course um at uh, Kiwa Island, the war by the shore. Dave Stockton will join us and uh, we'll get his thoughts on this golf course, on his memories of that Ryder Cup and Phil Mickelson and his yep. chances to be in his bid to become the oldest major championship winner. I still can't I even say that. And I can't believe we're talking about <laughs> Phil Mickelson time for the lead. The halfway point this week, it's just really remarkable. It's really must see TV because Phil Mickelson always gives us the thrills. I mentioned coming to break that we, I wanted to ask you about rangefinders. finders. Uh-huh. Bab says it's basically a non-story. I've seen Bryson shooting it a little bit. Again, I, I, we talked about this in the pre that we we didn't know how it was going to play out why is it not something that it would be, you know, welcomed or quickly adapted by these best players in this type of an event?
3: Well, you know, c- caddies and players have yardage books, and those yardage books are, like, spot on. They've also got greens books. Uh, for the most part, that's what they use, so they had no carry distances and that kind of thing. They only use the rangefinders when they get in trouble. I think what they're trying to do is speed up play a little bit, and it's, um, it's a non-issue right now.
2: Well, it's not speeding up play. First of all, second of all, you're yep. right. Most of the time, as Webb Simpson said, they're looking for yardages to the front of the green, not necessarily to the flag. And then they have their pin sheet and greens books and yep. yardage books for the rest of it. And so uh, that's that. It's it is interesting. We'll see what kind of what comes out. I guess of all of this. All right, uh, hour number two, the back nine is coming up next. Thanks for joining us. It's a PGA Championship edition of Real Golf Radio.
13: USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The Egyptians have brokered peace in the Middle East. Israel's Security Cabinet voted Thursday evening to approve the Egyptian ceasefire, which went into effect at 2 a.m. Israeli Daylight Time. Hamas also backed the ceasefire, but the sides have issued contrasting messages about its terms. The Israeli Prime Minister's office said the mutual and unconditional ceasefire was a straightforward quiet-for-quiet agreement. Hamas officials claim the ceasefire agreement included conditions about Israel's policy in Jerusalem, which a senior Israeli official flatly denied. Border Patrol officers on horseback arrested nearly three dozen illegal immigrants, all wearing military camouflage near the Arizona-New Mexico state line on Thursday. On Monday, they found 23 crammed into an open-top Panga-style vessel off the coast of San Diego. Border czar Vice President Kamala Harris has yet to address the border crisis publicly nearly two months after being assigned by the president. USA Radio News.
14: Hi, this is Wayne Allyn John and Chelsea Jubilee with Energized Health, are regular guests on my show, sharing their breakthrough science of intercellular hydration. I love John and Chelsea. The results? People lose fat fast while eating many of the foods they love. You can too. Plus, supercharge your energy, boost your immune system, look and feel years younger. It's simple and natural without painful exercises. How do I know? Because I just completed my first 88 days on the program, and I've lost 25 pounds of fat. I'm getting hydrated at the cellular level, but don't just take my word. For Go to EnergizedHealth.com and check out hundreds of amazing testimonials. For all the details, click on the red button at EnergizedHealth.com. Watch the masterclass; It's free. Or cut to the chase. Join right now at 888-444-8895. Join me, 888-444-8895. Mention war and get 40% off. 40%. Go now to EnergizedHealth.com, 888-444-8895 or EnergizedHealth.com.
13: Let's get a mask mandate update with Dan Araki.
14: Americans have been
6: adjusting to new guidelines for
14: mask wearing
6: released last week by the CDC. The new guidance allows for people who are fully vaccinated not to have to wear masks indoors, except for in crowded areas. But the sudden shift caused confusion for businesses trying to reopen and recover from the effects of the pandemic. Dr. Anthony Fauci says the confusion is not their fault. The chief White House medical advisor tells CNN that some of the confusion is coming from establishments trying to figure out how best to follow the new guidelines.
14: So what the establishment owners, several of them have said, you know, the CDC recommendations were fine, that people who are fully vaccinated don't have to wear masks indoor, but since I don't know who's vaccinated or not, if you come into my establishment, you still have to wear a mask. So where the confusion is is that people are saying, wait a minute, some people are saying you don't have to wear masks when you're, when you're vaccinated, and now you're telling me when I go into an establishment, I have to wear a mask.
6: From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. You've heard me talking about my pillow for three years, folks. It's the truth. I get the best sleep of my life with a my pillow. You can do it too. 60 day money back guarantee, 10 year warranty, made in the USA. You'll sleep well, or you'll
15: get your money back. Go to mypillow.com. Click on the radio listener special. Use my promo code USA. Get two MyPillow Premium Pillows for the price of one or call 1-800-951-8175. Get the best sleep of your life and do it now.
13: Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot announced Wednesday that she will grant one-on-one interviews to mark the two-year anniversary of her inauguration solely to journalists of color. She says she has been struck by the overwhelmingly white press corps in Chicago. Former Wisconsin Congressman Sean Duffy on Fox News says people need to stand up against Lightfoot's racism.
16: But take a step back. I mean, this is not the first time this is happening. We have segregation in commencement ceremonies now. We're in that time of year for graduations. We have segregated dorms now. And this is a policy that actually Democrats and the media agree with. They they believe in this segregation. And if you want more minorities in the press corps, you don't do it by saying we're going to exclude whites. We should encourage more minorities to get into the press business, right? I mean, that would make sense. But the real plan here, Carly, is very simple. The left wants to divide America so they can destroy America. And when they destroy America, they can then rebuild it in this communist, socialist, Marxist ideology. Um, and and my, I'm a big fan of people getting involved. If you can't sit back on your couch. You actually have to say, I'm going to go to you know, to town halls, to listening sessions for my members of Congress. Those groups that organize in communities. I'm going to go there and lend my voice and my effort to fight back. But if Americans just sit back and go, this is horrible. Why doesn't someone do something? The problem is we need more good people to get involved because there's more people who think this is racist and shouldn't happen, but they sit back and are silent.
13: Yeah. A Latino reporter at the Chicago Tribune whose interview request was granted asked the mayor's office to lift its conditions. When they said no, they canceled the interview. I'm Lance Pry. This is USA Radio News.
0: Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns?
1: Now, the Back Nine. Where business gets done. (laughs) Where majors are won. And boys become men.
14: One day you'll get it.
1: Hour number two of Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on the Real Golf Radio Network.
2: Welcome in. It's the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio, a special PGA Championship edition of the show. Thanks for joining us. I'm Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper, son of legendary golfer Billy Casper. We appreciate you being with us here as we, uh, of course, talk about this second major championship of the year. Also look forward a little bit to major number three, the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. Uh, Bob, we had a chance to be in San Diego this week and Mm -hmm. get a look at Torrey Pines South, actually get out and play it. And uh, we did not step back to those tees, no. where those with the greatest of God's talents, with the golf club in their hand, will be teeing it up at the U.S. Open in a month. But nevertheless, we, in our limited abilities, yes. hit it out there from the green tees, about the same spot where those tour guys will be hitting it from those black tees back there, maybe. And that's you mean we're not, we didn't even hit it that far? Yeah. Maybe in some cases, you're right, if we really got a hold of it. But nevertheless, we, we got a chance to experience what that test is going to be like. And as, as Torrey Pines is for U.S. Opens, don't miss the fairway.
3: Yeah, it's going to be a tough test for those guys. Um, you know, we played the golf course about 1,000 yards shorter than what they're going to play it in the championship. And um, it's tough, man. Uh, you Torrey Pines South is a beast. The guys are used to playing this golf course. They're used to scoring on this golf course, but under a U.S. Open setup, it's going to be extremely difficult. Um, The greens are beautiful. Uh, They're getting better and better. Um, The golf course is being fertilized and and being groomed right to where it needs to be. The bleachers are going up, Um, although they aren't the big high bleachers that we're used to seeing at a U.S. Open because they're going to limit the amount of uh, fans that you're going to see there at 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 the u s open championship but i'll tell you what it's it's a great place uh it's got some great history, especially you know Tiger woods winning there last time in two thousand and eight um and it's a golf course that these guys have seen a lot of, so you're going to see a champion there that is going to learn or or has played it multiple times and knows how to handle the everything that's going on there.
2: Tiger Woods won on a broken leg in 2008. Can Phil Mickelson win as a near 51-year-old this week at the PGA Championship at the Ocean Course at Kiowa Island? Of course, the Ocean Course famous for Rory McIlroy's 2012 win, a record win by eight shots, breaking Jack Nicklaus's margin of victory at the PGA record that was stood since 1980, but it also hosted the Ryder Cup in 1991. The War by the Shore, captained by Dave Stockton. You'll hear from Dave Stockton coming up. He'll join us this hour on the Back Nine. Hour number two a PGA edition of Real Golf Radio. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at hoops vision.com
5: to get your highest performing tour ball you need to build it with the highest quality to get the highest quality you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints and to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core you need unique 3d x-ray that's why one tour ball is more centered than another and it might not be who you'd think chrome soft This ball really does change everything.
7: Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability. It multiplies it. Get custom fit from Motori X today.
5: unlike anything you've experienced before. Building a driver to deliver more speed isn't new. The way we're doing it is. We're pushing artificial intelligence to go even further. The new Jailbreak AI speed frame is designed to promote faster ball speeds across the face. It's a structural shift in design, delivering performance in a way you've never seen. We're not just building drivers. We're framing the future of speed. Only in the new Epic Drivers from Callaway.
1: Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob.
2: Alright, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you here on Real Golf Radio, brought to you in part by Callaway and the Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X and Chrome Soft XLS. This ball changes everything. I'm loving the XLS, by the way. Uh, Again, a little bit lower spin coming into the green so you don't quite get the zip back that uh, if you don't want it, of course that's available in the regular Chrome Soft X, but you do get that lower ball flight, more penetrating ball flight that I love out of the X. So, uh, really great job by Callaway and the new Chrome Soft XLS. Try it today.
11: I thought I struck Okay, great i drove it a lot better but it's tough to putt in this wind man uh, you get sometimes you're playing the wind and sometimes you don't and it just kind of win might take a little bit and but you're also not trying to firm it either and have another three-footer coming back so i understand everybody else probably going to miss a few short ones or you know with this wind but um you know ball struck my way around this golf course that was brooks
2: kepka who's uh, lurking and uh, is i guess the betting favorite going into this weekend at the pga championship bob one of the things he uh, was talking about there yeah he's striking it well but putting with the wind we experienced that a little bit at Torrey south this week we experienced a little bit of san diego country club when you have and these greens by the way are soft compared to what they will be for right. major champion the actual major championship but when you get those firm fast slick greens and you get those ocean winds, you, you, putts absolutely get blown offline, or they don't roll out if you're in putting into the wind, or they roll further if you're putting with the wind. That's not normally what us recreational golfers have to deal with.
3: No, it isn't. Uh, I can remember one year I played at Doral at the, um, in the Doral Ryder Open PGA Tour event, and um, it was pretty windy uh, in the first round. I ended up shooting I think seventy four in the first round and it was it was it was really windy but I can remember being on the eighth hole which is this long par five and it's it's kind of a little bit of a kind of a bowl shaped green really wide and I had I think I had a five or six footer um for par and I got over the putt and the wind's blowing and I'm feeling buffeted and and the ball's sitting down there and I'm thinking, Okay, it if I hit this putt the way I need to hit it Who knows where it's going to go because the wind's going to blow it everywhere. And I didn't think I had a chance to make the putt from five or six feet. Really? Just because of the wind. Wow. And how smooth and how thin uh, those greens were and how fast the greens were. It was almost like I I associated it with putting on ice. Really? Yes. I mean, it was crazy. Um, But – you know these guys are dealing with that and that's that's the thing that is the defense of this golf course is the weather conditions and the wind and uh if if you don't have the wind the guys are going to rip this golf course up but if you do have the wind the ball's going to get in some funky spots if if they miss greens or if they miss fairways or whatever um and then it's not necessarily easy to putt with that wind also
2: Big story of the week, of course, is Phil Mickelson, and you mentioned how much of an attitude uh, is is plays a factor in these types of things. And Phil's all about the fun. I'm having a lot of fun, and to
6: play well, to know I'm playing well heading into the weekend, to have to be in contention, have a good opportunity. Um, I'm having a blast. I'm excited to
2: for the weekend. So this has been this has been a lot of fun. Well, look, it's been a lot of fun, and here he <laughs> is, tied for the lead. It's been a lot of fun for us. Is it is it going to be fun for Phil this weekend?
3: And will it be fun for us to watch potential history in the making? Well, <laughs> you know, Phil, uh, he's dropped all the way to 115th in the official world golf rankings, and um, 14 PGA Tour starts this year zero wins and zero top tens so phil is in a a position right now that he's not used to this year he's in kind of some rarefied air
2: okay but let me let me stop you right there i know where you're going with this but yeah. he does have the two champions tour wins yes now, he well, does a
3: winner's a win is a win right but those From were a- last fall
2: already last fall yeah it wasn't this 21 you
3: calendar no, year no those were last fall already yes
2: Okay. Well, nevertheless, within the last 12 months, he's got yeah. a couple of W's. Yeah, he does.
3: That he does. And
2: I know it's not the big the big stage. Right. But it's a win. Um, but you're saying he's still going to feel... And, and by the way, he's got 44 of these things. Yes. And he's got the four... Is it four major championships? Uh, he has five. Five major championships. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Because he's got the Open, the PG... Two, uh, the, open, the Open, the PGA, the P- and three Masters. That's it. So yeah. he could double up his master just like uh, Dave Stockton, who uh, we're going to have on coming up next. Yep. But... Uh, so finish your thought there about okay. about Phil. So
3: the other thing is Phil started the PGA Championship twenty eight times. Okay, um, he's had one and win in the PGA ten- Championship, and he's he's had nine top tens. So Phil's Phil's had a lot of success in the PGA Championship. Um, he won at Baltusrol, which is a totally different golf course than this Parkland Golf Course. where this is more seaside kind of Linksy style golf course. But you know what, I'm rooting for Phil. I'm I'm rooting for Phil. How I do wanna, you not? I you got to you got to um, with what he's been doing, the way he's played, um, history, um, you know, rewriting history, those types of things. I, I'm rooting for Phil this week.
2: Yeah, I, I just you wonder if the guy can do it, as you pointed out, and as I talked about last hour, his stats are awful. I mean, just I mean, for, you know, you mentioned no top tens, no wins. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's 175th in strokes gained total. You know, even even around the green, the scrambling, which is normally his thing, he's 158th so far this year. I mean, putting, he's 122nd. So none of this makes any sense, especially with the fact that he hit 11 of 14 fairways in that second round, and he's 199th in driving accuracy right. percentage on the PGA Tour. I mean, the guy has had a phenomenal two rounds. It's It is impressive. We've seen him put a round together this year. We haven't seen him put two rounds together. Now he's done that. Can he somehow close it here on the weekend I guess that remains to be seen but he is tied for the lead with Louis Oosthuizen we haven't seen a whole lot of, out of King Louis either he's got just the one major and you got to go all the way back 11 years ago to 2010 the old course at St Andrews and the Claret Jug Open Championship champion golfer of the year that year Brooks Kepka sits at 4 alone in third he's been there before Bob and mm-hmm. he went on to win in St Louis uh, Brandon Grace and Christian Bizayenhout. I didn't even say That was pretty close. I just wanted to see go. if I could actually throw it out there. And then Masters Champion Hideki Matsuyama, they're tied for fourth as well. 73 and an impressive 68 in that second round. I'll tell you what, he's only, this is only his second event back since winning the Masters. Uh, super impressive for a guy to, uh, you know, look. The only opportunity to win the, the the calendar Grand Slam, and here he is with the green jacket on and in position, in contention at major number two.
3: Yeah, he came back nicely. Um, finished tied for thirty ninth last week at the Byron Nelson and warm up before getting to the PGA Championship. Um, and and his ball striking and what he was able to do with the golf ball this uh, in the second round was. Phenomenal! Uh, Hide- Hideki um, is is doing some great stuff with, uh, and he's known as a ball striker. Um, and so, if he gets the putter going, um, then H- Hideki will stay right in the mix of things. Um, I I was totally floored by Brooks Kepka, I mean, he is a guy that we didn't see playing well this week didn't because of the injury. Enough. Yeah, um, he talked earlier. In the- Earlier in the week, that uh, that his gl- it, it, and it came up the glutes. No, oh, jeez. <laughs> he says his glutes weren't firing. Um, his glutes had amnesia. I love that he had a, his glutes had amnesia. That's next well, level. He's, he's out here hitting it. He's bombing it. He's hitting it extremely well. He's putting pretty decent. And here he is, right in the mix. The thing about Brooks Kepka is when he flies under the radar, which he has this week. He seems to take that as incentive for him to play well and uh, to win major championships, and he was definitely under the radar going into this week.
2: So five under par. How deep is it going to go on the weekend?
3: If the if the weather stays like it is, I don't think it's going to go much deeper than about eight under par. I think it'll stay under double digits.
2: So how far back is too far back? We'll talk about that uh, when we after we talk to Dave Stockton. We got to take a break because he's coming up next, and we're excited to get his thoughts again. Ho, a captain the Ryder Cup at, at this ocean course at Kiowa in 1991, the war by the shore, and he's a two-time PGA champion. He's a legend. What an, a phenomenal putter as well. Dave Stockton joins us next. Then we'll get into how far is too far back and who do we like going into this weekend at the PGA. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Before you buy it, beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some. Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand
3: dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at
1: now back to real golf radio talking golf back when 300 yard drives were big for real here's brian and bob
2: All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you here on Real Golf Radio. Thanks for joining us on PGA Championship Edition. We really appreciate it and excited to welcome in our next guest uh, who's a two-time PGA Champion winner, 1970 and 76. And as we've mentioned already on the show, a captain the 1991 Ryder Cup at Kiowa Island. The war of the shore and what an exciting event that was. And this golf course, the ocean course at Kiowa Island built specifically for that event and built just in the nick of time uh, turned out to be quite the test and produce an exciting finish, which the U.S. team ended up winning and was able to keep the cup here on this side of the Atlantic, which was fantastic. Dave Stockton joins us
15: right now. Dave, how are you? I'm great, guys. It's good to be with you. I have spent, like I said, a couple three days down there at Kew and good to be back in California. Yeah.
2: So, wow. I mean, just give us your impressions having seen that. Obviously, you've you saw that golf course in its infancy. What, what 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 did you think it was like in comparison to what you saw this week?
15: Uh, just totally different. I mean, you know, when it was first built. I mean, Kathy and I went there in January before they're going to play the Ryder Cup there in September. And there was no, there was no grass. There wasn't a single blade of grass eight months before we're gonna play. And I just, I go, and there's no way he can get this ready. And of course he did. But the sand, you know, wasn't stabilized, and it was really, really um, a, you know, a, a hard time walking. And if you got off, you were in deep trouble. And uh, it, this this year, it's an unbelievable condition. Eighteen, uh, it, it was surprising to me with all the tents and everything and the corporate areas coming down 18 which I'm I think they put it a little bit too close to play because it really it really came into play on 18 this time but the, the other underlying thing when we played the Ryder Cup there there was we, we had double wide trailers you know there was no there was no clubhouse there was nothing and they've, they've just done a magnificent job with this golf course. I mean it, it's really manicured. And uh, I, again, the, the major villain is, is the wind, and they've had a break to the extent that the wind hadn't changed directions yet this this week. But they were certainly hard winds, and they were difficult to deal with. And the hard thing about Q is the golf course runs one direction, with the exception of the the fifth hole, the par the par three, and you you basically you're you're going to have. No matter which way it blows, the wind's going to help you half the time and hurt you half the time, and it's just an awfully hard golf course to
3: play. You were mentioning um, that uh, how, how nice the greens are or how beautiful the greens are, um, and here here we are – uh, with guys making some putts, you know, scores aren't too particularly low. They're f- five under par through two rounds. But you got a guy that you got a couple guys at the top of the leaderboard, Phil Mickelson, who is a great putter of the golf ball, and Louis Oosthuizen, who is leading the stats this year um, with with the putter in his hand. Um, tell us a little bit about those greens right now.
15: Yeah, I you know I haven't dealt with past Alum that much, but these are the finest greens of that kind I've ever seen and you basically were out there walking around, and there's there's basically no spike marks. I I never saw any balls bouncing on the greens. Um, it's just, you know, the only, the difficulty was being so smooth, you know, the wind tended to affect the putts off and on, uh, and it just, it, that, that to me is the hard part. Of course, the hard part basically is the golf course is everybody's going to miss greens. You can't hit that many greens there because of all the fall-offs and stuff, and I still think the winner of the term is going to be the person that can obviously putt well, but but you need to know how to chip and get up, up and down out of these weird spots you're going to find yourself in.
2: Dave Stockton joining us here on Real Golf Radio. So let, let's go back to that '91 Ryder Cup uh, for a little bit. I mean, just take us through. I, you know, I barely remember that. Uh, it, it was. I, I remember the end of it, and and uh, you know, there were guys in the ocean, and there was, you know, a lot of relief, and of course, Bernhard. You know, I mean, that that, that was that was tough, right? I mean, you always hate to see somebody miss, but in the case right. of keeping the cup, winning the cup, you didn't. You certainly don't hate to see it. But just kind of talk that, through that a little bit as you think back on it. What are some things that? stand out in your mind about that war at the shore?
15: Uh, well, we learned a lot of things. One, we hadn't had the cup back here in six years. I mean, Nicholas, I knew it, we were in for a, a haul when Nicholas got beaten on his own golf course Mirfield Muirfield in 87, and Floyd went across the pond in, in 89 and, and pulled out a tie when they should have won. The guys didn't finish off very well, but, um, but it was a tie, so they come into Kiowa. Uh, I, I remember... You know, the things that number one thing I enjoyed was seeing the Concorde which the Europeans are now traveling and thanks to Tony Jacqueline in first class, and they had the Concorde circled circled the ocean course twice. I mean it was magnificent. And the the bad downfall to our week was that the the PGA loved having this giant party on Wednesday night and we had this 45 minute drive to, to Charleston because there was no place to hold the big event. The sanctuary hotel hadn't been built at that time. And of course we had the limo wreck for all the Americans where Steve Pate, who was playing the best of anybody on our team, um, uh, got really whacked. Raymond Floyd got hurt a little bit, but nothing like Steve Pate. And that led to, I think the, the matches being as close as they were, uh, a lot of people say it was contentious. The PGA did not help the matters by calling it the War by the Shore, uh, and a part of it was my fault because I, you know, I had the camouflage hats, which I like to hunt. So um, <laughs> I thought I thought that was fine. It wasn't being disrespectful or anything. There's just a lot of pride at that time, and I was trying to promote that. But uh, the, the 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 other thing that was for me, you know, it's really changed. They don't have that party anymore at the Ryder Cup. They won't stay it at a Whistling Straits this year. They don't have the Sunday dinner that was followed our winning, which you know we we got together as two two teams and just you know they they had a lot of they were very classy in defeat. And uh, you mentioned Bernhard Longer missing that putt. I was happy to see him come back the next week and win the BMW in right. Germany. Right. The very very next week. Uh, but the, the basis for what happened here was the first time the Ryder cup had been televised and it showed, it showed the world that, you know, what kind of golf could be played and what it meant to play in the Ryder cup, all these various things. Because I mean, when I was announced as captain, I thought I was going to be captaining at PGA West out in California. But when the PGA came up on the TV contract and they realized that three hours, that we lose coming from the East Coast to West Coast uh, was was valuable to them. So here comes Speed Die and he puts a golf course together that is world class and not like any other. Although the only other one similar to us that will be where they're playing in September with Wayne Straight.
3: Mm. You know, it seemed like um, in in those matches, uh, morning foursomes in in both the first two days, y- you got out to some great leads, but uh, it you know it came back with. Uh, four ball in the afternoons that brought everything back tight. And then sing- it came down to singles at the end.
15: Yeah, I sure did. We were tied 14, 14 going into Sunday. But, uh, my, my major problem is that, uh, I did a pretty good job with my captain's picks. Number one, I picked Raymond Floyd was my first pick of the two. And, and I picked him specifically, although he's the oldest pick ever. Um, was for him to play with Freddie Couples, who didn't know how good he was at that time. We were going to certainly find out when he, when the Masters and all the other tournaments he would won. But that made a great pairing, and they were really good. They got beat once, but they handled the rest of them. Uh, Chip Beck, you know, was 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 there, and and I picked him to go with Azinger. So I had these set teams that I could play best ball or all in the shot. And I, but the other team that was under the radar was Peyton Pavin, mm-hmm. and what really hurt me is Peyton played. He never had a round number 67 on Kiowa. Every round he played was good, and when he got hurt, I, I hadn't played. I hadn't played Pavin with anybody else, and so I didn't really know how to. Because you know, I didn't want to send anybody. I wanted everybody to play, uh, and it was really I had to, you know pros teams together that I had no, I, I thought I was all set. My guys knew who I wanted to play with. I they knew what to do. And all of a sudden I had, because of losing pace, who was a key, key ingredient, I had to shuffle things around, or I don't think it would have been close to being 10, you know, four, you know, 10, 10 going the last round, eight, eight excuse me, going the last round on Sunday, but it was what it was. I mean, it made for a, a sleepless night on Saturday night. And, uh, I was, thank God, I wasn't one of the ones that had to go out there and hit balls the next day, I guarantee
2: you. <laughs> yeah, Cal probably didn't sleep too well that night either, huh?
15: Well, uh, that's that's the thing people don't understand. I mean, I put Payne Stewart out first, and I put Floyd out second, and I put Calc out third. Cause the American teams have always put the, the best players playing for you out first and then anchor with the best players. And I had Lanny, who I would have put out first, but he said he was tired. So I put him out in front of Irwin and put Irwin last. So I figure anybody that can win three U.S. Opens has got to be oblivious to pressure compared to other people. And here when I, I watched everybody go off the first tee and then I raced over to the eighth, eighth hole, of the par three, and uh, the uh, you know, by the time they got there, Payne and both Payne and Raymond were really getting clobbered. But Calc was a couple up, and then Calc birdied eight and went three up, and then he he birdied nine and went four up, and then he parred ten to win it against Monty, and now he's five up with eight holes to go. Mm -hmm. And everybody coming through eight, the other other eight players uh, were coming through, and everyone ignored the fact that we're losing the first two matches, but they were really centered in the fact that Cal can do this, Captain, I can do it. Look what he's doing. He's up three. He's up four. He's up five. If if Calc had never lost a hole and if they tied every single hole, we would not have won that day. I'll guarantee you. Mm. And so as, as bad as he felt, you know, and it was just sad. I mean, that's why right now you got all these, you know, for instance, Stricker is the captain this year, Whistling Straits going to have six assistants. I had Junior and Ronnie were my two assistants. Cause that's all I could have but I didn't have enough people to go around. And when I, when the last guy went through eight, I went immediately to 17 just in time to come up behind the back of green when Calc, I, I watched, I watched Monty put it in the water on 17 and then Calc course follows it twice. And if I'd have been there because later it, it came home to me when, you know, Pavin's my third and last guy and Pavin gets up there and he, he, he he pulls out a two-iron, and I stand between his ball and the tee, his bag and the tee. And he said, what's the matter, Captain? I said, well, you're not going to hit the two-iron. I'll guarantee you that. And I said, you've got to get it. You see the bunker to the left? And so he goes back to the bag, and he gets the four-wood. And I'm still standing there. I'm not even moving. He goes, <laughs> Captain, what do you think? I said, you got a three-wood, don't you? And he says, yeah. I said, use it. <laughs> and he did. He ripped it in the bunker, and that's where he got it up and down out of the bunker for three. I promise you, if, if I could have talked to Calc, I would have liked the thought that they you know, would have, you know, it's just it, you can't leave him alone out there on an island, Yeah. you know. Yeah. So the Ryder Cup has changed. I mean, when you play the, the matches the first two days, you're always sitting a third of your team. So that's four people that are on the range that somebody's got to keep track of. And it's, and that's why they got so many assistants and they're they seriously are needed. So, but it you know we learned a lot at Kiowa and uh, I think we've gotten a lot better. Certainly, uh, Raymond and I were both assistant captains uh, along with Olin Brown at, in 2008 at Valhalla when when azinger put a whipping on Faldo. Yeah. Uh, just by how he had us work with pods and we we were in charge. Each, each assistant pro, each assistant captain had four four guys that they were in charge of and could watch over and it was so much more seamless than what it was for us at Kiowa. But uh, you know, at the, the end result you look back on it and it's such an honor. Kathy's the biggest honor we've ever been got we've ever received was to be able to be a you know in charge of a Ryder Cup team and represent the United States.
2: I just got to say, Dave Stockton joining us here, you, you realize the connection with Corey Pavin and a 4 though, right? I mean, you step between Corey Pavin and a 4 That takes some guts.
15: <laughs> yeah, but when he was at Shinnecock, he didn't have to hit it over a lake. <laughs>
3: That's fun. Let, let me ask you a question, and and we've heard, heard it from you before, um, and I've heard it from my dad. Uh, what is it like to be able to play or captain – uh, a Ryder Cup team for the United States. Uh,
15: well, the playing uh, is stressful, but nothing like I think what the captain goes through. If the captain does his job right, uh, then it, then it's very enjoyable. Uh, I know I certainly learned my two two times that I played for for the United States in seventy one at Old Washington, in St. Louis, and seventy seven at Lytham in St. Anne's. Um, and I learned something from both my captains, Jay Barron and, uh, Dal Finsterwald. And you just, you know, it's a learning experience. My take on the thing is that the captain has responsibility to put the players so they can play their best. I mean, the only match I lost was my first match I ever played. Uh, I was standing next to your dad, Bobby. I mean, he and, and Shirley were, uh, uh, were there, and we're standing there right ten minutes before we're gonna tee off and they're raising the American flag and your mom and dad are just crying like crazy. <laughs> and I'm getting paired with Nicholas, somebody I have not played a practice round with, and we're I, we would have been good in best ball, but we we're playing all in a shot and only took him about four holes that let me know that he was tired of hitting six irons of green when he normally hits a pitching wedge or something, mm. you know. And I'm I'm telling him, You're the best golfer in the world. I said you should be able to get anything there. I apologize. I'm hitting it as far as I can hit it, you yeah. know. Wow. So, and, you know, you just, you, you know, you learn from your experiences. And, you know, I, er, Azinger gave us a great template in 2008. I think it was the best he profile the team, as I did too, in 91. But uh, it's, it's going to be exciting at, at Whistling Straits. And there's, you know, it's, there's no favorites going in because we're the home team. Hopefully it turns out like, like the Europeans did to us in France three years ago. I hope so anyway. Yeah,
2: we do as well. Dave Stockton joining us here. So before we let you go, how about Phil Mickelson? Uh, I, I mean, this is, you know, he goes out and wins a couple times on the Champions Tour. Otherwise, it's kind of been a no-show on the PGA Tour this year. And here he has the lead at the halfway point of the PGA Championship looking to try to become the oldest player to win a major. I mean, it's it's pretty remarkable. What's, what's your thoughts on Phil this weekend?
9: Well, you got to hand it to him. Uh, Phil obviously has
15: got the short game. Uh, there's no question about that. It's just whether or not he can find his ball fast enough. And I, I really think that off the tee, the fairways give you an opportunity in certain places. They're not as narrow as they could be. And the most important shots are these second shots coming into these par, par threes and fours. And I think Mickelson has a, you know, I think he's very good when he sees uh a, uh, he can visualize the shot he wants to hit because you couldn't be just straightforward. You have to be planning ahead. And again, he can always rely on that short game to to bail him out. And uh, it's it, I was shocked. I mean, when I saw this morning that he was up there, I'm going, "Wow, this is this is really something." Of course, the golf the, the adage, as you well know, is the, the golf ball doesn't know how old you are. That's you right. You know, <laughs> and and Phil's kept himself in great shape, no question about it.
2: Well, the PGA Championship is a good one. The PGA of America also putting on the Ryder Cup, which is coming up in September. And we're anxious after an extra year to to wait and watch. And we always appreciate you coming and, and uh, visiting with us and uh, certainly wish you the best. And hopefully we'll chat with you as the Ryder Cup gets a little closer.
15: Yep. Give me a yell. I, I just found out that Kathy and I will be there. We haven't even heard where they go, go, but they are. They're going full tilt. They expect to have 40,000 people there. That's awesome. So That's it's, exciting. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a spectacle for sure.
2: Well, we'll plan to see you there, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to catch up in person and, and chat a little bit.
15: That'll be fun okay great glad to you guys good talking to you as always yeah thanks dave dave
2: stockton joining us right here he won 10 times on the pga tour a couple of pga champions rider cupper and a rider cup captain there in 1991 at kiwa island the ocean course and uh certainly always a pleasure and a thrill to have dave stockton joining us here on real golf radio we'll take a short break we'll wrap things up next you're listening to real golf radio
7: born from 10 years of research and innovation The shaft, synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel, is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today.
6: I started Folds of Honor above my garage 13 years ago because 90% of spouses and children of killed or disabled U.S. service members receive no federal education assistance. Our mission has never wavered. We honor their sacrifices by educating their legacy. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to you, I will be a construction engineer. An elementary school teacher.
4: Thank you for helping me fulfill my dream of going to med school.
6: We're able to award these scholarships because patriots like you refuse to turn your back on the cost of freedom. Join the Folds of Honor Squadron today. Your $13 a month will help ensure we never turn military families away. This is your call to duty.
4: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor.
6: Thanks to people like you. I know my dad is not forgotten.
2: Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weisskopf championship golf course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at Entrada, unlike anything you've experienced before
5: to get your highest performing tour ball you need to build it with the highest quality to get the highest quality you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints And to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core, you need unique 3D x-ray. That's why one tour ball is more centered than another. And it might not be who you'd think. ChromeSoft. This ball really does change everything.
1: Now back to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on Real Golf Radio. Real Golf Radio.
2: Hi, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you here on Real Golf Radio. This segment is brought to you by Black Desert Resort. Check out blackdesertresort.com, where it's remarkable within reach, the all-new resort community that is under development right now in St. George, Utah. Some exclusive real estate opportunities available. Go to blackdesertresort.com and request more information and check it out. Tom Weisskopf Championship Golf Course, Resort Center Hotel, Shops, Restaurants. This thing has it all, and it's right there in the beautiful, very popular, popular and and growing community of st george utah down there in southern utah all right welcome back to the pga championship uh edition of the show we appreciate you being with us and of course a lot of talk about phil mickelson but uh, this guy very well may have something to say about it before it's all said and done
10: i drove it really well and um and i I felt like um you know i just i think i struck it really well irons was was on song and I'd never try to force a number out of a club. I would always go with a more club and swing it easier to to control the ball flight. And, um, you know, I I know I'm rolling it nicely on the greens. I just need to give myself opportunities. But it it was tough today to to try and do that. But um, somehow I just kept it all together.
2: Yeah, he did. Uh, Louis Oosthuizen is... You know what a sweet swing that he has, and we've noted that in, in years past. And seems like at the Masters, he's always one that you kind of throw in maybe as a as a dark horse. But Bobby right. hasn't won a major championship since 2010, as we mentioned. Yet he sits there at five under par, 71 68, and uh, he'll be in that final group later today. Uh,
3: what's your thoughts on Louis? Well, Louis it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, he is tied for the lead right now, uh, so it's just to be yet to be determined what what happens, and how he's going to finish. But in 2019, he was tied for first after 36 holes in the Masters, and he finished tied for 29th. 2017 at the Players' Championship, tied for first, finished tied for second. And in 2010 in the Open Championship, he led by five shots and ended up winning. So Louis kind of gone both directions, but I, I, I liked his thinking and what his comments were that he didn't ever try to force the issue and hit the the, the shorter club and hit it long. He always took the longer club and uh, and played the percentage, um, tried to take the spin off of it and not not uh, really get the ball spinning, especially going into the wind. So uh, maturity is a big part, and both these guys that are at the top of the leaderboard have a a lot of maturity in their games and understand. What, these, what the situations are with the wind.
2: Ah, well, you know, the old adage, if it's breezy, swing easy. And, yep. you know, we experienced that in San Diego this week, playing, yep. uh, you know, with those uh, at sea level with those winds. And, and it's true. You know, it's, I, you know, again, we normally play in a high desert where it, there's no humidity and it's at 4,000 feet. And, you know, ball can just go. And you just, you just get after whatever the number is. And, you know, you know normally back home, I'm hitting 9-iron 150 yards. There was times I hit 6-iron right. 150 yards. Right. You know, it just took, took a little off of it, played more control because of that very thing. You get it spinning into that wind, it's yeah. going nowhere. Yeah. And so these guys at the top, wouldn't you say, right down the list, you know, Mickelson, Usthazen, you know, Kepka, Grace, Bezehnhout, uh, I mean, Hideki Matsuyama, these guys are indeed striking the ball well. I don't think you can fake it around this golf course.
3: No, and you can't. And the other thing that uh, Louis Ustazen has going for him right now is he's had four top 10s so far this year and 13 starts on the PGA Tour. So he's been playing some good golf, and he's been putting extremely well.
2: We talked about uh, how far was too far back, Bob. That was one of the things. If if you think it's going to maybe get to eight with these difficult conditions, you know... how much ground can really be made up on a Saturday and a Sunday. Of course, Saturday being the big one with moving day, getting yourself into position for that Sunday. Now we have seen that sometimes when you're far back, you just kind of let it rip because you have no other alternative and essentially nothing to lose. So I'm wondering if guys at even par, for instance, like a Victor Hovland was one of the guys I had that I mentioned going into this one. Matthew Fitzpatrick sits there at even par. Bryson DeChambeau there at minus one. Uh, So there, there are some guys. And then going back just a little bit further we have our defending champ Colin Morikawa at plus one and a lot of pre-tournament guys talking about the late big hitter and Tony Finau who plays well in major championships he's there at plus two so when I mentioned some of those guys I mean again plus two seven shots back
3: yeah is it too far back I don't think it's too far back simply from the standpoint that all those guys even those are there's a lot of guys in between the plus two and the minus five, a plus two can get out earlier in the day when the conditions have shown that they've been a little bit better um, and they can go out and make a run on moving day and do something like Shigeki did shoot three, Four under par. You're talking about Hideki or Shigiri? Uh, there I go again. Hideki. Yeah. Hideki Matsuyama. Um, they get three, four under par in the third round. A guy that's at plus two could get to two under par, and he's got an opportunity to be in the mix on Sunday.
2: Yeah, well, it's a great point, and I've often thought in these kinds of golf court tournaments where it's uh, such an advantage to play early that, you know, everybody's had an early late well, now the guys that didn't fare so well, yeah. they get the early again, right? Yes. And so uh, it is a, an opportunity for them to go out and post a number and watch everybody else come back. We, yep. we followed uh, our good buddy Tony Fino in round number two. When he finished, he was tied for 55th?
3: Yeah, 55th, 56th, something like that. And over a matter of time when the afternoon scores came in, He went up into the 40s, went up, and now he's tied for what 32nd, 32nd, yeah, 32nd. So he moved up. He moved up 20 spots, and by virtue of him shooting even par, he moved up um, totally like 30 spots in just the second round alone. Or Hideki Matsuyama ends up moving up 30 approximately 30-something spots also by shooting three or four under par and gets himself within one shot of the lead. John
2: Rahm's there at plus three. A lot of players looking at Rahm coming into this. How about Ryder Cup captain Steve Stricker getting into the weekend, tied for 39th there at plus three. Ricky Fowler taking advantage of his exemption. He's uh, there at plus three and playing the weekend along with Stuart Sink, who's had a couple of wins this year. Rory McIlroy, Jimmy Walker, a PGA champion, also there at plus three. Plus three. Um going down the list of plus four, there's a lot of people that were looking at Jordan Speith and you know, Jordan seventy three seventy-five making it inside the cut line. And uh let's see, keep scrolling down here. Jason Day at plus five. He's playing. Patrick Reed sneaks in at plus five. Didn't think Reed was gonna be in, didn't think the plus fives were going to make
3: it. It didn't look like it for a long time, did it?
2: Yeah. Henrik Stenson getting in there at plus five and uh rory there at plus three so those are some of the big names that we were looking at going into it might one of them have an opportunity to make a run coming up in this weekend final thoughts next hey guys bt here and bob and i are two happy customers of barbecue pit stop i'm absolutely in love with my new yoder ys640s this is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hotel Park City, along with the Spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home, well... Take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Roost Chris the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435-940-5077. That's 435-940-5077
3: for reservations today. 2020 has been a lesson in the unexpected, but the real estate market has adapted to the new normal. I'm Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio and the Casby Real Estate Group. With trends we've seen and the COVID vaccine, it helps us to make predictions for 2021. So here's what you can expect. Interest rates will continue to be low. Home values and prices will continue to rise for now. And there's going to be more new construction. No one can predict the future, but we have the experience to develop a unique plan just for you. So let's talk. Send an email to Bob at cas. Realestate that's Bob at K-A-S-B-Y Real estate.com.
2: Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you.
1: You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob
2: with you here on Real Golf Radio, PGA Championship Edition, and it's presented by Callaway Golf. Thanks to Jeff Babino, the caddy, Dave Stockton, a two-time PGA champion and a Ryder Cup captain and player as well. Really appreciate him coming by and visiting with us. I love talking to Dave every single time. I, I saw how you tried to pull the emotion out of him by saying yeah. what's it like yep. to captain him and play on a yep. Ryder Cup team. That's right. Uh, very exciting stuff that he mentioned that the PGA expecting to have a full field uh, – I'm sorry. Full fans yeah. there at Whistling Straits. Very, very, very cool stuff. All right, Bob. Is history going to happen this weekend? Well, it certainly will. Somebody will become a yes. PGA Championship winner. How about
3: the? How about that top of the leaderboard? Well, I like the top of the leaderboard. I think Phil Mickelson. I would. I would go after. I would go for a pick for Phil. I would also go for a pick for Brooks Koepka because I think uh, he's got more in his tank where majors are concerned. So you're
2: going with the sentimental. Your heart's going there with Phil but you're going to cover yourself with a bet on Brooks. Absolutely. Interesting. All right. Thanks to Dave Glazer, our producer. He's Bob Casper. I'm Brian Taylor. Enjoy the weekend at the PGA Championship Ocean Course at Kiowa. We'll see you next week right here on Real Golf Radio.
1: Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real.
5: Hi, this is Jay Ritchie, the co-host of Tee to Green, the golf show, the show by golfers for golfers. Be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific time when we talk golf
9: in Colorado Springs, Colorado, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network.